right, another episode of political theory and um, other stuff. Mike and Paul added again with the racial contract. But before we start the racial contract, I just want to um, get something off my chest really quick. I found out last night that uh, uh, David Graeber uh, passed away at the age of 59. Um, found out last night via Twitter. Um, and he died in a hospital in Venice. I don't know what he, he passed away from. But I do know that I came across his uh, some interviews he did back in, in 2015. And he was um, an inspiration to me. He inspired me to... Um, get back into um to into thinking about politics in in maybe unorthodox ways and um and and yeah. the the beauty and the simplicity in which he at least spoke is uh was striking for me i have only read his book bullshit jobs i just got on audible his um uh, history of debt 5000 years and uh, i'm excited to check that out but yeah. uh I was super bummed about that, and I just wanted to to you know um, let people know that that sucks. Damn, I did not realize he had passed. What a bummer! What a bummer! I know, and I feel like uh, it's been it was only a few weeks ago that uh, Michael Brooks died too. Yeah. So just like uh, multiple multiple heavy hitters just dying. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. The thing is, what I thought about is like this is like what he would want us to be doing. Yeah, no, for sure. Fucking um, learning about stuff with people we care about and enjoy spending time with, you know. From the alt-right view, I'm just shocked that his satanic pedo cults did not elongate his life. I know, I know, I know. Dude, what the hell? You make all those sacrifices to Satan, you do all that shit, and you still go at 59? I know. I know. What's wild? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck, dude? All right, we need to step up that game, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> fucking God. a. And you'd think with like all that Soros money, he could have got better health care. Absolutely. So, uh, Paul, do you mind um, starting Ooh. us off here at nope. uh, where we had? Uh, I believe we're at the top of page twenty-eight. Oh, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. Right. So uh, let's let's keep going. Yet the United States itself, of course, is a white settler state on territory expropriated from its Aboriginal inhabitants. Sorry, I have to stop right now. Um. This is an argument that I've had come up a lot, that how could white countries be racist? They're very economically diverse. And that shit just drives me insane. It's like, because they weren't originally white countries. You went in there, colonized, and then now are proud of the diversity because you didn't murder everybody while you were there? Interesting fucking bragging rights, dudes. Sorry, I just, it's just an argument that's been, I don't know if like the right just discovered that concept, but it's been thrown at me a lot lately. About how could you call it racist? They're or they're racially diverse, and it's just like, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry, starting over. Uh, yet the United States itself, of course, is a white settler state on territory expropriated from its Aboriginal inhabitants through a combination of military force, disease, and a century of dishonor of broken treaties. The expropriation involved literal genocide. Uh, quote uh, in parentheses a word now unfortunately devalued by hyperbolic overuse and parentheses of a kind that some recent revisionist historians have argued needs to be seen as comparable to the third reichs amen 
Washington, father of the nation, was understandably known somewhat differently to the Senecas as town destroyer. In the Declaration of Independence, Jefferson characterized Native Americans as merciless Indian savages, and in the Constitution, blacks, of course, appear only obliquely through the famous 60% solution. Thus, as Richard Drennan concludes, the framers manifestly established a government under which non-Europeans were not men created equal in the white polity, they were non-peoples. Though on a smaller scale, and not always so ruthlessly, begin parentheses, or in the case of New Zealand, because of more successful indigenous resistance, end parentheses, what are standardly classified as the other white settler states, for example, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Rhodesia, and South Africa, were all founded on similar policies. The extermination, displacement, and or herding onto reservations of the aboriginal population. Pierre Vandenberg has coined the illuminating phrase Herrenvolk democracies to describe these polities, which captures perfectly the dichotomization of the racial contract. Their subsequent evolution has been somewhat different, but defenders of South Africa's system of apartheid often argued that U.S. criticism was hypocritical in light of its own history of Jim Crow especially since de facto segregation remains sufficiently entrenched that even today, 40 years after Brown v. Board of Education, two American so sociologists can title their studied American Apartheid. Uh, the racist record of pre-liberation Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe, and South Africa is well known. Not so familiar may be the fact that the United States, Canada, and Australia all maintained white immigration policies until a few decades ago. And native peoples in all three countries suffer high poverty, infant mortality, and suicide rates. Then once they got rid of the like white immigration, I assume he means like white only immigration. Right. Yeah, like limiting like Chinese, limiting all right. those sorts of yeah. You know. And realistically, probably some European countries too. Right, right, yeah. And then uh decades after ending that, we've got, you know, people like um Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram going out to millions and millions of people watching saying, you know, we didn't vote for this demographic change. Um, no one is comfortable with this. This is not how a society should be run. So it's like even when we um, only do it for a few decades, you know, and uh, granted, there is a, a big shift, but it's just crazy to me how or it's not crazy. It's really unfortunate how uh, white supremacy is so entrenched that um, people can be scared by and made uncomfortable by of other people to the point where they will engage in political action to try to prevent that from from continuing. Oh, for sure. And what also blows my mind are the groups of people that weren't considered white that jumped on that hate bandwagon so quick the second they were allowed. Like my grandpa is a great example of that. As a young man being Armenian and as dark as he was, he was never fucking accepted as a white person ever once he got his law degree and moved to Detroit. He adopted being a racist asshole real quick just to fit in, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's sad to see that shit. Yeah. Really um, all right. Elsewhere in Latin America, Asia, and Africa, large parts of the world were colonized. That is, formally brought under the rule of one or or another of the European powers, or later the United States. The early Spanish and Portuguese empires in the Americas, the Philippines, and South Asia. The jealous competition from Britain, France, and Holland. The British conquest of India. The French expansion into Algeria and Indochina. 
the Dutch advance into Indonesia, the opium war, the opium wars against China, the late 19th century scramble for Africa, the U.S. war against Spain, seizure of Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines, annexation of Hawaii. The pace of change this century has been so dramatic that it is easy to forget that less than a hundred years ago, in 1914, Europe held a grand total of roughly 85% of the earth as colonies, protectorates, dependencies, dominions, and commonwealths. That was 85%, he just, he just stated. No other Which is now a little more than 100 years ago. Right. The timing of life, but still, oh my God. Right, totally, totally. I will say, I wonder, and this goes into like weird academic stuff, I wonder why he doesn't have a citation for that. You get what I'm saying? Uh, like, he does. Oh, does he? Later on? Oh, uh, uh, after, 39? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. No other associ- associated set of colonies in history was as large, none so totally dominant, none so unequal in the power to the Western metropolis. Is that metropolis? Yep. Yeah. Yes, okay. One could say that the racial contract creates a transnational white polity a virtual community of people linked by their citizenship in Europe, at home, and abroad. Europe proper, the colonial greater Europe, and the fragments of Euro-America, Euro-Australia, etc., and constituted in opposition to their indigenous subjects. In most of Africa and Asia, where colonial rule ended only after World War II, rigid color bars in uh, quotes maintained the separation between Europeans and indigens 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 Indigens. okay as European as white one knew oneself to be a member of the superior race one's skin being one's passport whatever a white man did must in some grotesque fashion be civilized so though there were local variations in the racial contract depending on circumstances and the particular mode of exploitation for example a bipolar racial system in the anglo in parentheses united states as against a subtler color hierarchy in iberian latin america it remains the case that the white tribe as a global